Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 510 of the Drunk Christian Podcast. I'm, as always, I'm Tyler. And join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? I'll tell you what, man. I feel like I need to improve upon a couple different things. And But what I mean by that is there's a couple of freaking appliances I got, man. They're just going out. Like my freaking TV. I'm going to need to get a new TV. I'm going to be replacing my computer chair, too, because I freaking bent the frame of the damn thing without even realizing it. I mean, granted, with that news aside and stuff, I'm actually feeling pretty freaking good, dude. Had a chance to play a little bit of the Splatfest this morning for getting the first tastes of Splatoon 3. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'll go into more details about it with what we've been playing, but I'll tell you what, man. I had a fun time this morning. (laughs) Good. So, how have you been doing, Tyler? Um, you know, it's it's all right. Mixed bag, you know. Um, you know, it was a long week of work, as always, but, um, I, uh... Went and hung out with Justin, my best friend. Haven't been able to see him. First time I've seen him since we were talking about it. We realized it was the week before Memorial Day. It was oh, the last wow. time we hung out. Um, so almost three. So literally, we the last time we hung out was the week before Memorial Day. And then we hung out again the week before Labor Day. Right. So, um, you know, it's, you're getting older. You know, he's got a wife and three kids and he works the night shift. So, yeah, uh, it's tough. But it was, it was nice to hang out with them, play some Frisbee golf, drink some beers and just bullshitted, caught up. You know, it's always a good time because you, you can just talk to your friend for six hours and not actually talk about anything. Um, it's always fun. Um, you know, bittersweet. We had a, uh, I mentioned last week, we had to say goodbye to, uh, our dog, Jack. Um, so that was tough. That was not fun. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on it cause I'm going to start crying. I can already feel it coming again. But, um, that was, a. Uh, um, yeah, that was hard. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, yeah, so it's it's never a good time. So I've done it before. I was fortunate I've had to do it once before. Um, not a feeling I'm looking forward to doing anytime again soon. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, clanging and banging as always. You know, just make it through another day. I I, I played a little bit. Of, I I got jumped in that Splatfest just a little bit as well. I kind of wish it was a full weekend thing. Yeah. Um, because yeah, like, really. I was looking forward to playing it. Um, not complaining, but you know, spent the whole day hanging out with Justin and stuff. So, uh, not the whole day, but a, good, a large chunk of the day. So I was like. Um, I want I want to play like Midnight Fight Express, and I ain't got plans to play that. So it's like I feel like I was cramming a lot of things, and the uh, second like the last few hours, and then we had our fantasy football draft today. So I, I was very busy day to day. It was a good day. I'm not complaining, but like, man, I wish you could just give me like make it a Saturday Sunday thing because I'd really love to play a little bit. Like get jump like I only played like two matches, so not too much. But um, yeah, no, doing doing all right, you know as I was saying. So uh. Uh, but this is a video game podcast where we get together every week to talk about video games. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, watching, whatever you're you're watching us at. We appreciate it. Uh, if you look down in the show notes, you will see the links to all of our social accounts, our wherever pods are cast, the, the, all down there, Apple, Spotify, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, um, Extra Life, all down there. YouTube, if you're listening to us on like Apple or Spotify or something like that. Um, We're on all those places. Please go down and, and click on those links. Uh, please uh, give us a nice big five-star review, a comment, a like, a share. Shares being the big one, honestly, more than anything. What really helps us out. More That just means more people can watch us. But, like, you know, the five stars, the likes, all that helps us out. Subscriptions, whatever. Subscribe, I'm not paying. But, like, you know, the free subscribes. Hitting those little buttons uh, helps us out a lot because that just helps us get um, viewed more. Helps out with the algorithm. And uh, we can really use that. We really appreciate it if you do that for us. Um but Gables, yes. like I said, this is a video game podcast. Mm. 
So why don't we wait? This is that might have been the shortest intro ever. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so why don't we? Why don't we just jump into the? But we got we got some. I mean, not a lot to talk about, but the, the, some juicy topics this week. Mm. Um, so Gamescom was this week. Um, we had the uh, opening night live, which is Jeff Keighley's thing, which he started a couple of years ago. Um, and this is the big one that takes place in Europe. So he had that. Um, he had like a, a two-hour event. I don't want to talk. I'm not gonna sit there and spend. Um, I don't want to go through like piece by piece, but Gabe was, I'm going to run through the, the stuff. I, uh, once again, fanby.com clutch, uh, Imran, Imran, the Don Khan clutch as well, making the best articles for podcasters in the world where he literally just puts everything that happened in one article instead of making an article for each individual thing that was announced. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which I understand the game, you know, uh, the, you know, when you're, when you're running a website clicks is everything. So you want to make an individual, uh, article for everything but when you just want to do a podcast and you want to just have everything in one th- one place for you uh and run you're the man so um, i'm gonna every time i know i've said it like 20 times uh about him doing this but every time he does it he deserves a shout out for that um so yeah so anyways we start off with um this is jeff q's event you know he does uh summer game fest he does this and he does game awards um started off we had a game by uh Leslie Benzies, Benzies, I believe is how you say his name. He he was like one of the big, kind of a, a not the head honcho, but a top guy at the uh, Rockstar North that they like did like GTA 4 online. Or I'm sorry, he made GTA 4. He was a big part of like GTA 4 Red Dead Redemption, but also was a big part of uh, GTA 5 online rather. Um, so he he started his own studio. They're making a game called Everywhere. Um, Gables, like if you have something you want to talk about. Stop me, okay, and we can talk about it. Uh, if not, I'm going to run through things. But I just want to mention uh, this. I was super confused by this game. Like there was like gameplay of like look like a look like almost like Fortnite style graphics, but like you're like driving a car and then you're shooting, and then like it cuts to like now you're in like the real world, like more realistic graphics. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening in this game? I don't know what this game is. Sounds like a game like um, purpose. So. Then he was on stage, the Leslie uh, Beniz, uh Sorry, I don't, I don't know your last name. Uh, he was on the stage, and they were asking uh, Jeff Keighley said, "We're all a little confused about your game. Can you explain to us what the what, what was going on there?" And he just kind of like said a lot of word salad, and never explained what the game is. So I don't know what the fuck the game is. It was a very baffling way to start. I, I understand like there's a a game you have to play to like get these games, and like he's he's you know he's got. The big credits on his name, so at having him there is I get why you want to have him there, but I don't know. There's always the, there's a rule with like you know Nintendo created this like style. I mean, we've always had like you know my E3 events stuff like that, but the general rule of these is you start with a banger, the middle is a banger, and then you end with a banger. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was not a banger to start off with. Oh, I think no. everybody's like, okay, I'm I don't know what's happening here, but okay, sounds like a wet so, fart. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, did you? St- I don't know what your thoughts on that were, Gables, on that one. But I was just kind of confused. Honestly, I did not really hear too much of like uh, too much of that game coming out thing coming out in that regards in terms of information. So I don't have really too much on that one. Okay. Um. Next up here, we had they announced a Doom MMO called Doom Awakening. Um. They announced. I 
kind of cool. It's got the back full of buttons. They're basically just mimicking the uh, Xbox Elite, which let me tell you, Gables, people seem to like that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm if you just want to like if something's really good, if something's well made, and people like it, right. I don't have a problem with you just copying it and not just you know being different for different sake. So well, um, let me tell you something, man. With that new Dual Sense, that Elite Dual Sense controller that Sony introduced in that regards, I got kind of confused at it first of all because the way their lighting of it. I mean, I eventually saw the actual color of it, but with the dark lighting of it, it really reminded me of the Ouya controller, Steve. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus it's, Christ! It's, like, it's just a fucking Ouya controller that I had to look at the couple different pictures. I'm like, oh no, it's just a gray sort of like controller color scheme with like the multiple different like buttons and. What I do like about it, though, is the joysticks you can actually insert and out, you know, kind of like how you can take it apart and stuff like that. You just take, like, one control stick, like, out super easy mm-hmm. and then just put another different style of control stick into that other slot, you know. it's That's kind of different than what the Xbox Series, like, the Xbox Elite controllers do to where you just have to pull the control sticks, like, out, like, the, the big old thumb nut, like, thumb nubs and stuff like that. You can replace that with anything else, plus the D-pad and everything. But I do like the idea that they're coming out with a pro controller. But the, th- the thing about it was they unveiled it, but they didn't say anything in regards to a date about it. Yeah. And on top of that, we do not know the pricing of it currently, which if it's anywhere close to where that a series, like that elite control that Xbox has got, like around the 150 the to 170. about 180 range or something like that, mm-hmm. I mean, that's perfectly fine in my opinion as long as it has the most decent quality terms like terms of quality of like controllers like feel in my honest opinion the ergonomics of it i mean one of the biggest appeals of like the the uh my xbox elite controller that i got going here it's like it feels really comfortable because the ergonomic like the grips and everything else like that plus the buttons they're not like too stiff or anything else like that they more or less are accustomed to like large hands and stuff that's what i'm kind of hoping the most for this for this like yeah. the sony controller because i i really do want to buy like a pro controller thing from my ps5 you know because that that aspect to where i don't have to like uh rebuy a controller every couple of years as i wear out the fucking control sticks or in yeah. the case of nintendo switches uh case like uh, just doing a fucking joy con drift with like the first couple of years <laughs> yeah or immediately <laughs> but uh yeah like i've stated before man all i want to see now is like a date and a price yeah I, I i'm wondering if it's gonna be tied into like uh i could see god of War ragnarok being like that time frame awesome. for that one you want, put it out with the big game you know um yeah i mean like i'm I like I understand like it's good and it sounds like it's worth the money. Like I you know I have like my uh my uh PS5 uh, the the um I can't remember what it's called the but the Pulse PS5 headset. uh yeah thank you Pulse headset. Like I love that thing. It was 100 bucks. It was worth it. And so, but it's like I've already I already own 3 DualSense controllers. I just bought my pink one last month. Um I own already own two Xbox Series controllers. I just bought that the Forza Horizon one last year. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like and those you know, those things are like seventy bucks, sixty bucks for those things. I think the the Forza one was eighty bucks. I love it though; it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, you know, I love I love the pink Dual Sense one. So it's just hard to like, um, to spend that much money on a controller. But like you know, like I, it's not like I'm not dissing it. It's just for it's a personal thing for me. But right. like it sounds, people love these things. Uh 
Like I would like the backpedal stuff sounds sick. I wish they would just like I was um, that you know because at the, at the end of the PS4 life cycle they had the, like you can buy like for thirty bucks the little back bumper things. Yeah. You can hook to your controller. I wish they would like do that for the Dual Sense eventually, where it's like because you know I don't I mean like I don't know like I'm fine with what I have and like you know if people want more that's awesome. Well yeah uh, exactly the point you know this may not this may not be for the person that has multiple like Dual Sense controllers in that regards, but if it's for someone that really wants a good solid quality controller and stuff, if if it remains like to that type of extent and stuff, I could potentially see this PlayStation controller doing fairly well. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I look at the comparisons with the the Xbox One and stuff, and that controller I bought in 2020 and stuff, and that thing has lasted me for over two years now, and I've had no yeah. issues with it whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it does come with the like a little carrying case, which the uh, the series or the Xbox um, Elite controller comes with, mm-hmm. and it charges your controller as well. So, yep. Pretty cool. That's a pretty awesome thing. That was like the big thing from Sony in this thing. Um, I don't believe we had any Xbox. I'll, I'll remember, I guess, when we go through this. But um, next up, we had more Callisto Protocol. They had more gameplay for this one. Actually showed some like more combat in this. Um, you have like a gravity gun looking thing, which okay. looks kind of cool. It's just a game. This is a game for me. It's like I didn't need to see this. Uh, I'm sold on the game, so... Like it's just like I don't the the more you show me it's just like I you're not like you're not like I can't get any more wrecked than I already am so right we're just wasting time. Um, next up we had the Lords of the Fallen, which is a sequel to uh, Lords of the Fallen. Um, this is not made by the same people. Bless you, Gables. He's sneezing. Um, yeah. But this is not made by the same people. So there was two teams I guess that worked in the first game, Lords of the Fallen, which I heard is actually like a pretty well made like Souls game. Yeah. I remember it was a it was like a PS Plus game that came out. Yeah, it definitely uh, was a PS Plus game at one point. It's one of those games to where you don't think twice about it. You just go through edit your library, and then if you have nothing to play at that point, you just download it and try it out. Yeah, and I always hear about people like it's kind of the thing where it's like people like loves like the, the Souls games, mm-hmm. and then they just want you know like when and then like when people make a pretty good comparable like. A tier below, you know, like a B Souls game, mm-hmm. um, you know, like they're pretty happy with those. So I think it sounds like Lords of the Fallen was a was a very good Souls like game. Yeah. Um. So I'm sure people like this, but like basically one of the two teams, um, like so there's two. I can't remember the name of the teams, but there's two different studios working on it together. Um. Now one of those studios studios is is working on it. Um. But it's not Lords of the Fallen two. It's the Lords of the Fallen. But it was a CG trailer, so we have no idea. Like it looks like it's taking place in like that same kind of style that we're used. To. It looks very much like it's taking place in like a Dark Souls style mm. of world, but we have no idea. Like there was no gameplay or anything. Um, moving out, uh, which is actually like a, people love that game. Uh, it's a kind of like uh, what's that cooking game that's overcooked? Overcooked? Oh, okay, overcooked. Yes. Yeah, so it's a very much overcooked, but it's like you're moving your friends uh, style style thing, and they have a game called Moving Out that came out, I believe, last year. Uh, that people love, and I want, I want to play that game, but those games give me anxiety. Um, but they're making uh, a moving out two um, that is coming next year. Um, so yeah, and then uh, unfortunately, Randy Pitchford came on the stage at this point, oh, and he started talking about his, you know, he's Randy Pitchford just being Randy Pitchford, which is awful. Uh, hopefully this time he didn't drop a uh, USB stick with uh, child pornography on it again, um, which is the thing people just seem to forget about. 
but they announced that uh, new the new Tales of the Borderland, which is like people don't remember that was a, like maybe like the one of the best Telltale games ever made. Um, they did that twenty sixteen seventeen maybe. Um, there's a new one happening, but this time it's not being made by. Uh, um, this is all new. This is not new news, but like Telltale's not making it, obviously because you know, Telltale is not Telltale anymore. But we'll talk about more about Telltale later. Um, this is actually being made by Gear- Gearbox. Um, it looks like it's gonna be new characters. I think that the old characters might be in it, but it sounds like this is like a. Uh, I remember we were talking. We talked about this last week. It leaked on Amazon. Um, the date leaked. It's coming out uh, October twenty first. So okay. um, we got a trailer for that one. It's seemed fine um i'm not i wasn't blown away by what we saw i don't know uh gables what's your hype level for a um new tales of borderland kind of low to be perfectly honest with you Mm -hmm. because it's not by telltale and it's in-house and i'm really not too sure how they're going to continue on from what they initially have but that's basically because i'm not really too interested with the borderlands franchise right at this moment in time Mm -hmm. three came out it came and went and stuff it was disappointing to some of the most hardcore fans, all the DLC stuff released for three and everything. And I just haven't really felt tempted to really play it. So yeah, yeah. with this that's... game, I'm like, Hey, that's cool. It's a sequel to one of the games I loved playing through back in the last generation with uh, tales of the borderlands, but no telltale involved and really not really too sure what direction they're leading it. I'm not really too excited about it. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, you know, we're two people that love the first two borderland games mm-hmm. and, um, I couldn't believe that you played the Tales of the Borderland because that's not typically your game, let alone you loved it more than I did. Um, <laughs> and no, I loved it, and you, but you really loved it. Um, and uh, yeah, like I mean, the fact that if you would have told me that we get a sequel to to that, I, w- I would have been over the moon. But um, just in context of like, oh, it's it's not Telltale, it's not the team that made it. It's a Gearbox themselves making it, and I—it's I, coming out. I think it's gonna be forty bucks. It's not a full price game, right? Which is cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, if like things come out and it, like it, it comes out and the reviews are positive, then cool. It'll be a game I'll check out. But I'm not like ru- gonna rush to check that. It might be a game I like find if I see it for like twenty bucks a few months later. I might check it out. Um, next up here, Dying Light Two Stay Human DLC coming out October thirteenth. Uh, Tortunga. Um, a Pirate's Tale is coming out. Okay. Sonic uh, Frontiers got a, got a, some more, a new trailer. It is officially coming out November 8th. Um, this is something that I mentioned on the podcast months ago. Uh-huh. Like the, not months ago. Maybe like two months ago that this was the rumored date. And then last week there was some possible advertisement stuff coming out for November 15th. Uh, I mentioned that last week where I'm like, hey, like the thing I've been seeing here has been November 8th. Turns out November 8th is the date, in fact. Um, so, yeah, coming out the day before. Uh, I made this joke like six weeks ago, whatever it was, two months ago, whenever the I first mentioned this was November 8th is the day where games go to die because uh, that's coming out. And then also that Ubisoft pirate game. I can't. I, I forgot the title. Crossbones, I think it is. Skull and Bones? Skull and Bones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Skull and Bones. So, no, November 8th is just the day for games to die, but get the, but also get that holiday boost. Um, so, that's happening. And also, it's coming out the day before uh, God of War. So, that game is going to be absolutely uh, skipped over. I mean, granted, the yeah. game... I, I like, think it's going to it's gonna sell, yeah. because it's Sonic. 
And I think there's even more fans now. Um, then, well, there is more fans now because of the movie. But uh, right, I mean, granted, from what we did see, it looked fine. It looked okay from what initial gameplay stuff. But at the same time, they position themselves to where they're a day before God of War Ragnarok. That is absolutely the most asinine thing they could have done if they wanted to get more profits in regards to that stuff. Because most, like, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I'm just going to speak for the majority of people that do have some form of interest in God of War, they're going to want to play Ragnarok day one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. why play Sonic Frontiers? That's the thing. Yeah, why, why you know, I, it, you know, like I mentioned last week, Sonic fans are in a abusive relationship, so they'll play it. Um, next up, Quantic Dream is officially uh, publishing games now, and uh, what the first game they've announced that they're publishing is a game called Under the Waves. Uh, it's a C, completely CGI, CGI trailer. I don't know what's going on in that game. Uh, we got uh, some gameplay for Goat Simulator Three. Okay. Um. So yeah, looks looks more like looks like more Goat Simulator, which hey, people of that love Goat Simulator will love. Look at you, Gables. Well, uh, yeah. Just kind of want to see a little bit of the gameplay before I initially decide upon anything of it, because well, yeah. it's Goat Simulator, but at the same time, if it's not just filled with just crazy over the over the wall thing like the original one was, I mean, I'm not going to be too interested, but. Gotta see some more than just the reveal trailer. Yeah, yeah. So, but we we got some gameplay on this one now. So, I mean, looks oh. like people. If you want more of that, you'll get it. Um, Return of the Monkey Island got a release date September nineteenth. Yeah. But if you pre-order the game, you get horse, horse armor, uh, which is cool. <laughs> uh, the cool thing though is um, the horse. They they said in the trailer though, the horse armor doesn't actually do anything. It just sits in your item uh, in your item list. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Oh my god, it's been it's been over ten years and this freaking Elder Scrolls four thing, dude, with the fucking horse armor, it's still it's still coming up. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. It, it only works because it's Return of the Monkey Island because it's mm. such an old franchise that only they can make a joke from twenty years ago. Uh, but it, it works because of, because of who they are. Yeah. Um, next up, we had a game called Friends versus Friends that looks kind of fucking cool. It's like. A deck building FPS game, okay, like but a battle royale. Okay, I don't know. I thought it looked kind of cool. I was shocked. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna like play it, but it looked kind of. I was kind of like, all right, you got my attention. Uh, Liza P. Uh, this is a very much Bloodborne looking sound. Like, I mean, they are not even like trying to hide the fact that they're trying to be Bloodborne. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. This is a uh, a Pinocchio game. Yeah. Uh, yeah this is a Pinocchio game, like, all right. You play as Pinocchio. And what's interesting, what's actually the coolest sounding thing of this is they don't even talk about it. You, gotta, like, you have to read like the blog posts and stuff about this. Yeah. Where based off of if you like, it sounds like there are options in the game. You can you can like pick this, like you can kind of like, dialogue options. I'm not sure. But there's options you can pick. And the more you lie, the more you turn into like you know, you turn into like a robot or something. I'm not sure if you turn into like a, do- a puppet or a robot or what. Um, but it sounds like there are like gameplay wise, there's more benefits to it. Like you become stronger or something like that. But the more you tell the truth, the more you become a real boy. Um, huh. And then obviously, I think it sounds like there's like obviously because because you're becoming human, uh, you're not as strong. So that's kind of cool sounding. Uh, it's coming to Game Pass Day One. Uh, the snitch leaked this about a week ago 
Uh, it's coming out next year. Looked kind of cool. Like Geppetto was just in there, and then they like teased Jiminy Cricket, which is kind of fucking funny. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. This game, that game looks wild. I don't think I'm gonna like it because it's like I don't, I don't, um, not a big Souls guy. But uh, I don't, I, well, I don't like the, the difficulty of the Souls games rather. Um, so yeah, well, but uh, I don't know. What the I, game looks kind of cool. What I can say about that is it's a weird concept. It's a Soulsborne sort of game to where it's like it's gonna be have these boss battles, going to be having this kind of combat and stuff to where it's going to be hard in a lot of the various sections until you get used to the whole level up mechanics or the whole, like, gameplay quirks and stuff like that. But, yeah, this is definitely worth at least a download and play on Game Pass. That's oh, what yeah. I would think. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming to uh, Game Pass. And what do we call Game Pass, Gables? Oh, the best deal in gaming. You're goddamn fucking right. Um, oh, I got to mention this real fast. I got to talk shit real fast here. I'm sorry. I was talking to Justin about game pass and we're and um i would not refer to it as game pass to him uh, i just refer to it as as the best deal in gaming G- gables what if i told you justin is morally against game pass you know i wouldn't be too surprised about that i mean what, right what a piece of shit you know <laughs> i'm gonna go that route but still i mean no i'm gonna say it you know if you don't like game pass fuck you <laughs> you know fuck you it's the best goddamn deal in gaming but, you know, it's definitely fun for rental play. purposes, that's for sure. But, you know, we're going to fucking spend $50 a year on goddamn the, the Nintendo expansion pack. Well, that's true, too. I mean, hell, he gets a lot of use. This isn't anything I didn't say to his face, by the way. I don't <laughs> want to, I'm not actually talking shit. I said this to his face. Uh, but, you know, it's the goddamn best deal in gaming, you know? Come on. Get on and get the fuck out, you know? Uh, next up here, Stranded Alien Dawn. Uh, kind of a really cool looking, you know, my pet peeve is people freaking out about CG trailers. Like I, someone was freaking out. I saw people like tweeting about like the Lord of the fall and that game looks badass. I'm like, it was a fucking CG trailer. Um, I'm sorry. I, it's been my pet peeve for, for like a decade or more or since the kill of zone just like trailer. Yeah. I mean, like I understand it when it's like a proven IP, you know, when overwatch two drops a CG trailer. I get it because it's yeah. Overwatch 2, you know, or it's it's got Blizzard behind it. Or when Spider-Man 2 gets announced and it's got, hey, it's got fucking Venom in it. Yeah. And Miles Morales and Spider-Man are working together. That's fucking awesome because they are known IPs. Yes. I can understand that. Like, there's hype to that. But when you are a little to no uh, idea what you are IP... Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear how badass this game is going to be badass. This game is cool. We don't know what the fucking game is. And Stranded Alien Dawn will give that to you. Because they had a, a very interesting kind of like they were setting up a really cool like plot idea of Stranded Alien Dawn. Where okay. like you land on a planet and come to find out like you're like you're like this is a new planet. You like I don't know what exactly happened. But like you're basically you have to you're like oh you're landing on a planet. And like you're like you're the first people on this planet, basically like the last of the whatever the humans went here to colonize this world. Like that sounds kind of cool, but they're like there's like shooting and shit going on. And like oh, it's actually a farming simulator, uh, top-down shooter game. I feel nothing after that. Right. Um. So this is why when I when when people like freak out about fuck, there's an early access coming out in October. Um, this is why when people freak out about shit, like I get it. Cause like, it's cool. Like that looks cool. Speaking of next year, Atlas falling, it was like a five minute, uh, CG trailer. Not exactly five minutes. It was probably like two minutes. And then we have like eight seconds of gameplay that people just like 
sliding in a desert. I don't fucking know. Homeworld 3 also was there. Right. Uh, there's more Gitchin Impact shit happening. Now I'm in a mood. Uh, Honkai Star Rail was shown off. It's a free-to-play RPG. Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> Jeez, dude. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm in a mood now. <laughs> I've, I've only had five. I did drink quite a bit while playing Frisbee Golf, though. Uh, that's right, man. CG trailer things. It's, it's a pet peeve of mine. But a game that looked really cool, Gables. Okay. We got a gameplay trailer of an entire boss fight of High on Life. Uh, okay. That's the Rick and Morty people's new game that's coming yes. to Game Pass. What's, what do we call Game Pass cables? The best deal in gaming. You're goddamn fucking right. Don't give me that kind of like an attitude about it. <laughs> it's the best goddamn deal in gaming. You'd be excited about it because it is the best deal in gaming. Uh, this is made with Squanch Games. The people that like they uh, they made some pretty cool like VR games. They're really funny. It's it's the guy that like um, the guy that runs this studio also is like the Rick and Morty. He runs he makes Rick and Morty. Um, the game with the talking guns and knives and shit. Uh, they did a whole boss fight for this. Uh, fucking hilarious. Uh, it just got delayed from October to like December 13th, I want to say, okay. but it is coming, like I said, to Game Pass. I'm not gonna make you able to say it because he's getting annoyed. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me now. I'm in a mood. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the boss fight looked really cool. I loved like the, there was like a video coming out where like, um, the guy was holding a gun. He kept trying to shoot this kid. Okay. And he's like, the gun was talking back to him. He's like, I'm not gonna shoot the kid. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Don't shoot the fucking kid. And then, like, he kept clicking the button, but the kid was, like, being really annoying and talking shit to him. And then, finally, he clicked the button and it shoots the kid. And uh, <laughs> it was like, you see, you happy now? We shot the kid. <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. Uh, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm all aboard this game. Uh, I don't know how good it's going to be, how fun it's going to be to play, but, like, I just love, like, the fact that, like, the knife, like, talks to you and shit. Like, it's, I don't know. This game. Dude, as long as it's not, like, a fit. constant to where it's just nonstop them talking and stuff like that. And it's, like, oh, the yeah. paper is not hitting. Like, it, you know, like, not hitting you exactly. You know, because that type of game, you know, it looked, it looks promising in regards to what the gameplay stuff I have seen of it and stuff. My overall thing about it is, like, I'm all willing to try it and stuff. But if... All of the weapons or something are not stop talking for any type of long duration of time, and to constantly narrate what you're doing and stuff. That would be annoying really quick, in my opinion. But yeah, um, I agree with that. Like, it's definitely it's a very thin line they have to balance of right. funny and annoying. So I, it's gonna be a thing. It's gonna be kind of like Borderlands in a way, where like a lot of people are turned off by the humor, and a lot of people love the humor. Um, I think it's gonna be a lot of that. Like, I know a lot of people that. that hate borderlands 2 comedy right um and a lot of people that love it so it's yeah it's gonna be a tough balancing act um but uh ooh, got chill there ooh. uh so next up here we got a telltale like the new telltale's new uh game the expanse okay based off of uh a unfortunately bad tv show um that everybody seems to love because they have bad taste um they showed off some gameplay for that they said it's pre-alpha footage though um and god i hope so because i do not love the art style i don't like the art style I'm not asking for the old art style. I'm just asking for better art style. But uh, uh, that's happening. But they're, Deck Nine's working with them, which I love Deck Nine. They're the people that uh, made uh, Life is Strange, uh, True Colors, and Before the Storm. Right. Two of my favorite games ever. So uh, I'm all aboard with that. Next up here, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> the um, obscure 1980s that, horror movie. Yeah. So <laughs> Jeff Grubb um, mentioned this like a month ago on the podcast. And I'm like, okay, that's random. And then, like, nobody talked about it. 
and then it got announced here. Yep. Um, and like one of the guys that worked on like one of the like head guys from the Friday Thirteenth game yeah. that came out a few years back, he is the like the main guy working on this. Wow. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming it's, I'm, yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be like what we're thinking, like the Evil Dead game or the Predator game or the Friday Thirteen game. It's going to be like a, a one person plays at me. I don't know. I guess because there's multiple clowns, maybe I don't know how they're going to work out actually. Um, well, if it could be like a Dead by Daylight thing where it's like multiple killers, multiple survivors, and stuff like that, I mean, I yeah, that would work that way. Yeah, I just, I just don't know what the numbers are going to work out. Um, four v one aspect. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Scars Above. Uh, this looks like a. It looks really good, but it looks like they just copied Returnal. Okay. So, but I don't know. I thought it looked kind of cool, but uh, I didn't like Returnal. So if it's like, I I thought Returnal was like a cool game. I just don't want to do like the rogue stuff, the roguelike stuff. So just take if like we had like a Returnal, but you take out the roguelike, I'm I'm all in. Um, next up, a game called Word Song is happening. Moving on. Uh, Age of Empire 4. Uh, they announced some new expansions for that. Don't give a fuck. Um, Gotham Knights. They had a, like, probably the coolest thing we've seen from Gotham Knights. The best has been shown since the first reveal they had like two years ago. Right. In the, uh, in the uh, Nug Dome or whatever the fuck it was called. Um, when uh, the gameplay showed off really, really cool. And right. then ever since then, it just seems like they've been like showing it poorly for a long time this was a trailer focusing on like all the villains like you, you had mr freeze you had harley quinn right. you had the the um not the sandman scared muck oh Clayface. No. Clayface, yes i he looks like muck to me uh the pokemon um well, so he know. is uh i'm gonna call him come uh come is in the game come faces in the game no. um <laughs> oh that would be a horrifying batman villain I don't know that 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 would be that's probably maybe that's his origin story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you watching heavy metal. So yeah, but it, anyway, yeah. Um, they uh, they show up. They really focus on the villains and some of the boss fights in the trailer, which like I don't know. It's working. You know, I'm a dumb consumer. You know, you show me some cool shit. I'm a little more on board than I was before. I'll forget the other ten things I didn't like that you showed me. Um, but oddly enough, they bumped it up. It went from October 25th to October 21st, um, by four days, which okay. is weird. You don't see that too often. No, I mean, it happens, but it's very, it's like once every few years this happens. Um, so yeah, that's coming out. It, it what sucks though, is they moved from like the 25th where they're kind of on their own date to like the 21st where there's like four other, this is the biggest game of the day, uh-huh. but there's like four other games coming out that day of note. So, uh, like Tales of the Borderlands coming out that day, Scorn's coming out that day, and there was a couple other games I can't think of that are coming out that day. But I don't know. It's very weird. It's just a weird thing that's happening. Um, Where Winds Meet is coming uh, is a game that was shown off. Uh, actually, looks pretty cool. It's like, but it's like, kind of reminds me of like Ghost of Tsushima, but it's China instead of Japan. Ah. Um. So, but yeah, the gameplay looked uh fantastic. Uh, Hideo Kojima showed up. Um. He's making a podcast now. So well, uh, hey, that'd be kind of interesting. It will be dubbed though, but if you're a little only bitches like dub shit, you gotta. I, I I want subtitles for my podcast. Um, so yeah, that's happening. So cool for yeah, whatever. I don't know, whatever. Make a good game, Kojima. 
Um, wow. Damn, yeah. I'm in a mood. Yeah, you're in the zone, <laughs> dude. dude. Fuck. Oh, man, I insulted Kojima. My God, I'm sorry. I love you, Kojima. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Park Beyond is happening. That it was, a, it was literally a fucking CGI trailer, Gables, for a goddamn fucking amusement park builder. Why are we getting a CGI trailer for that, Gables? It's a amusement <laughs> park fucking... Show me the goddamn game. Ugh. That's the major it's coming theme 2023. Of this whole like uh, Gamescom presentation in general. It was like show me the damn game and, and like all these CGI trailers. We Gables, but we did get to see a fucking Pokemon card that's not real. That's it looks like a Bulbasaur for some reason, but you like you can watch movies out of. Um, that happened. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm fucking done with this. Outlast. I'm skipping shit now. Outlast Trials. Um, we got some gameplay for that. There's gonna right. be a fucking uh, beta sign up for October 28th. That is like their Dead by Daylight game. Um, uh, finally, last but not least, here Dead uh, Dead Island Two. Uh, we got gameplay for that. That is coming, which got leaked February third. Um, actually, looked pretty cool from the gameplay we saw. Hmm. But I don't know, Gables. Um, it was a two-hour long event. Um, you know, I watched it. Fortunately for me, like, uh, you know, well, unfortunately, you know, I was at work during this because like one o'clock my time. Right. You know, it was like it's eleven your time, so. Uh, you know, but this is a European European based thing, so uh, yeah, that's like evening for them. That's why it's called Opening Light Live. Uh, but um, so I had I had the benefit of being able to fast forward through like some of the stuff, like right. the commercials and stuff like that. But uh, I'll say Summer Game Fest was just a slog to go through because uh, there's a lot of like, here's the game. All right, now we're gonna bring on the developer from the game and talk about the game. And then we're going to move on to the next game. And then we're going to show the game. And then we're going to talk about the game. And then, hey, here's an extra clip from that game we just spent 15 minutes talking about. Like, that really sucked, even though there was some cool, like, some good stuff in there. Um, you just kind of, forget, you kind of forget the cool stuff that was shown because you're right. just like, I don't fucking care. Um, he did a good job of cutting out a lot of that stuff. Like, there was some of it, but not a lot of it. It was more focused on, there was, it felt like there was a lot more games shown they in summer game fest right um but it's still a two hour long thing and it just it felt very front loaded uh or like a lot of the bigger stuff was at the beginning um there wasn't and i think it's i think it's unfortunate too that literally twice in a row now with summer game fest and also opening night live the one last thing was leaked on the internet oh. right before the event with Last of Us Part One and and uh, Dead Island Two, like I think those would have hit a lot harder if if they weren't leaked online. Um, you know that would have been like it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been so flat for that one more thing. Like especially Dead Island Two being literally we haven't seen it since Gamecom Gamescom twenty fourteen. True. Um, that was so eight literally eight years since the last time we've heard or seen for that game. It switched like four or five developers and shit. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, like. It was. I, I feel like it moved a lot better. the The pacing was pretty good, uh, but it, you know, it's still it like kind of use wrestling as an analogy here. Like AEW, I love all Elite Wrestling. Their pay per views always amazing, but they're like five hours long. Mm-hmm. And even though it's like five hours of just awesome wrestling, uh, and it's awesome, it's still five hours, and it's like it's kind of long. Um, 
And in this case, it was like, even though it was still a well-paced event, um, it's still two hours, which we don't have a lot of anymore. Like, I know Xbox does, like, the 90-minute thing, but they, like, Xbox, they can get away with it. I mean, we'll rail them when they don't. Right. But when they have when they have the goods, you know, we just with a lot two years straight now they've had the goods at their Xbox E3 events, and we praise them for it. But there's been years where they did their ninety minute ninety minute event, and it's like this 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 didn't need to be ninety minutes. This was kind of was not good. Or it's like it's like you're just doing third like it was like especially when it's just like third party heavy. Right. Um. You know, but like I I give it like a. Like, I thought Summer Game Fest was like a 5 out of 10, most because of pacing and what was shown there. Even though they had some cool shit. They had Neon White there. They had right. um, Shredder's Revenge there. Uh, you know, they had The Last of Us Part 1 there. Um, this one, like, individually, if I broke down on paper, I looked at the games. I said the same thing about Summer Game Fest. You looked on paper, it looks like a really good event, but, like, the pacing was terrible. We look at this one on paper. It's like, it's a lot of new IPs, which is not a bad thing. You need to have new IPs. Like, obviously, it's very important to the future of everything, gaming, movies, anything entertainment. Um, the problem is with me on this one was like a lot of the new IPs and a lot of the new things we saw were CG trailers. Yes. So it's like, I don't even know what these games are. So like I talked about like the one that was like, okay, it looks kind of interesting. You land on a planet. You got to colonize this planet. Oh, it's a farming top down farming simulator slash top down shooter game. Okay. Well, that's not interesting to me anymore. Um, so, yeah, like, and like, I think like you can be two hours, but you need to have the goods to be able to justify that time. Right. It all comes down to that. If this was like an hour long show and you had a lot of the same shit, obviously you literally couldn't fit all that into an hour. But if you had like an hour long show and you just took the, the best hour out of this and cut it up and made this one show. I might, I would say, I mean, I still think it's like a six out of 10, you know, which is, I'm not saying that's bad. It's still good. It's still fine. But it wasn't like, this wasn't, this is an event I'm not going to remember. It's like, but I also think like, I didn't have my, my, I didn't have crazy expectations. Like Jeff Keighley's done a good job with the last two events of like, keep expectations in check. Um, Cause he said that we're not going to have big, huge, oh, holy shit moments of these things. Uh, and he did. I thought, like, I think with Astro Summer Game Fest, it also helped keep kids put my expectations in check. I don't know. What about you, Gables? Yeah, kind of like the same thing, like, with that. You know, I really wasn't expecting too much to come out of the whole Gamescom, like, presentation with uh, Keeley. And quite honestly, I'm kind of glad I didn't really watch this one, besides, like, some of the trailers that came out from it and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, overall, though, I do agree with you. It didn't need to be two hours. I think the pacing thing could have been better. And also, at the same time, this could have been condensed down to, like, about an hour and a half. And uh, really, we could have just had a lot of these stuff just announced on YouTube, you know? like just Yeah, put... this could have been an email is very much, like, the thing like you put on this one. Yeah, but that's pretty much what I kind of feel about it. Because, yeah, they had some interesting things. But at the same time, none of it was, like, really oh my god, this is something I must see or must play now, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, though, Dead Island did surprise me, though, like how interesting the game looked. Um, but moving on, Gables, uh, the PS5, Gables, mm-hmm. the PS5. 
Uh, I'm just going to read this quote here from uh, one Jim Ryan. Jimothy Ryan. Jimbo Ryan. Jim Ryan. Jimmy Ryan. Some people call him. I bet his friends call him Jimmy. Think his friends call him Jimmy? You know, probably probably like off chance, you know, when they go and uh, pick him up by the pool and stuff. Hey, Jimmy, get in the yeah. damn car. Yeah, I bet when I bet his, when his mom is mad at him, he calls him James, you know, one of those things. Jimmy James. Um, Jimmy, James Jimmy, Jimmy James. Jimmy James. James Jimmy. Jimmy James. You know, yeah, I love that. Um, here's a quote. The opening quote from good old Jimmy James Ryan, head of PlayStation. Okay. The global economic environment is a challenge that many of you around the world are no doubt experiencing. We're seeing high global infl- inflation rates, as well as adverse currency trends, impacting consumers and creator and creating pressure on many industries. That was the quote to start this blog post. When I initially the, read that response that Jim Ryan had, especially after hearing a bunch in regards to Sony increasing the prices of the PS5 in all these separate, all yeah, these. Separate I have the list here. If you want me to go through them real fast. Okay, go ahead. I have Europe, so it's Europe, UK, Japan, China, Australia, Mexico, and Canada. Basically, every territory except. For the United States, but it's about ten percent price increase. Yeah, all those price increases and stuff, along with Jim Ryan's response, and my response to that is: this is complete fucking bullshit. And here's mm-hmm. why: not even a year ago, there was articles posted in regards to Sony making a profit off of their PlayStation Five systems. They were finally able to turn a profit on the PlayStation Five. Fast forward now a year later, they're increasing the prices of their console all, all except for here in the United States. What's interesting about that is their headquarters moved from Japan to the United States, right? J- the United That's in States. Europe now. The main ones in Europe. Well, yeah. Because Jim Ryan. Right, right, why. right. Inside of Europe, there are studios there in Europe and that portion and that. But I was more referring to like uh, what they did like inside of like California and all the other shit. But okay, uh, yeah, yeah. my thing about that was, in general, it's like you have in business, in business in general and stuff, there's always been a rule of thumb. This applies to retail and also improves. So this also like uh, is comparable to like other fields of stuff. It's like it's like you can sell something for the initial price. You know, it's like you can go low. But you can go lower than the initial price, but you never go, you never price the thing over or increase it in that regards. And mm-hmm. there's there's a reason for that, because if a customer were to go forth and know that a price is like a certain price, but then all of a sudden next week they see a price hike of about $50, 30 to $50, give or take, they're going to get angry because at that point – they would feel at that point in time like they are getting the short end of the stick. They would feel like that the person or the company that went through and put out that initial increase would be 
they would view them as greedy and all this other stuff, you know. Quite honestly, what I see with PlayStation making this announcement this week, it's more or less like that type of arrogant type of Sony mentality that they have been proven throughout like the whole history of their gaming company over the past 20 some odd years. They've done moves like the questionable moves, whether or not it be like the whole aspect of launching the PlayStation 5 at 599 US dollars. And for those... You mean the PS3? Yes, that's exactly what I was meaning. God damn it. It's getting such... No, you're it's fine. It's getting so late that my freaking... God. Well, anyway... We, are, we did start very late on the recording, well, so yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's true, too. But at the same point, you know, the PS3, when that initially released, for those listening in that were born after 2006, I mean, I... 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 I understand you think this is going to be completely foreign and stuff, but there was at one time Sony released the PlayStation three console and that price that they went through and they did, you know, it was 599 us dollars and they showcased a couple different games like a Ridge racer and during like, a recession and that one freaking <laughs> game and stuff that had giant enemy crabs where you could hit the weak spot for massive damage. I mean, that is synonymous with meme culture at this point, even so many years later. But the thing about it is it's, Kind of similar to what we have right now to where it was a decision that Sony made that they thought would, because they thought at that point they would put out a product that they thought would go through and sell incredibly well. Now, yeah. granted, the PlayStation... Well, they just came out with the PS2, and it was like the best-selling console exactly. of all time. So Exactly. The PlayStation yeah. 2 was the best-selling console of all time throughout its time frame from 2001 all the way up to like about 2000 and freaking at that point it yeah. lasted i mean they were still selling that console everywhere around the around the world yes even after a, and there were still for four or five years just because of fifa exactly so. and there were still game releases even like sports games in other countries and stuff up until like around yeah like 2010 2011 so yeah the fucking system had some legs but but yeah moving on to like the playstation 3 it's like sony was so arrogant at the time and stuff that they launched their initial console at close to 600 dollars because they thought the consumers were going to go through and snatch that up and stuff because it not only was a new console but yet they thought that they would reek a bunch reap a bunch of the benefits and stuff but the exact opposite happened people were criticizing sony in regards to that price hike that price chain that that price introduction initially and stuff because you had the competition that were well, I was lower. Like the 360 was like about what, close to about four, like four hundred dollars at that point. The Xbox 360, yeah, the, it was four hundred. And yeah. then the Nintendo Wii launched for about a two hundred and fifty, and then people saw two, like, you know what, hundred, yeah, two fifty. There was choices on the horizon right here. It's like you have the PlayStation Three at six hundred dollars. You have four hundred dollars for an Xbox 360, a Gen One 360 at that, you know. And mm. then it's like the the Nintendo Wii being the low, <laughs> like. Two hundred dollars. Yes, exactly. Being like about two to two hundred fifty dollars. So I remember the I remember the Wii sixty thing where you can buy a Wii and three sixty for for six for the price of a PS three. Exactly the point. But the thing was, it's like it's similar to what we have right now, right? Where it's like most of the consoles, except for like say the Switch and stuff, are kind of like equal in terms of technology in that regards. You know, I mean, what we got going right at this moment is like. Similar consoles, similar things and stuff like that. Xbox has completely, like, kind of nearly turned this thing around in regards to matching, like, the popularity of, say, what Sony has because they were trailing for yeah. so long in regards to the Xbox One stuff that 
at this moment in time, it would take Sony doing a colossal fuck up in order for them to initially be outsold by, like, say, Microsoft in regards to a bunch of their steps and whatsoever. And then this news came out this week that the price hike for other countries and stuff like that for the PlayStation 5 and stuff. And I feel like this is a giant misstep, not because of the past tense and stuff like that. But yet, what's, say, Microsoft could just go along, like, maybe, I'm just speculating at this point, like, theoretically, if Microsoft went through, like, later on, like, about another week or so, would say, oh, you know what, we are... Because they've already went out and said this, right? They're, we're keeping it like at the they're keeping it at the same price, you know, like five hundred dollars for like the Series X and stuff, and about like what was it three fifty or something like that for I think three hundred dollars I think for the Series S and stuff like that. But as you would expect, the reaction from other gamers around the world and stuff from other countries they were pissed, especially in Japan, because Sony's. This is like Sony's home country, for God's sakes. And this is the the whole, like, uh, the homeland type of mentality and stuff like that, to where it just didn't make sense. I mean, there are plenty of gamers in Japan that are quintessentially saying, well, fuck it, you know what? We're just going to go through, we're going to keep playing games on Steam and, like, keep playing games like the Switch. Because the Switch has like a, almost now has a complete monopoly inside of Japan, <laughs> give or take, like, a couple different games that are coming, like, out in that region and stuff. Oh, man, I'm trying to wrap this up, man. I'm just trying to think of kind of, like, just having a bunch of different, like, situations. Because that's just how this topic is, you know? There's, like, there's so many things kind of influencing, like, not only past tense to what Sony's decisions has made in terms of pricing. And then all of a sudden it's, like, what I'm basically saying is it's complete bullshit in any way, shape, or form. It really doesn't matter to me that the U.S. didn't really get a price hike in that regards because... In my honest opinion, they know if they did that in the United States, people would be fucking up in arms. This is like one of the largest consumer bases for video games, barring China and barring like like uh, Europe and everything else like that, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I read that initial quote because it was just like, it just came off bad. Like, hey, we know times are tough, so we're raising the prices kind of thing. Uh, and like, I get it. The price goes up, your eggs are up, milk, everything is more expensive now. We know that. Inflation, we get it. Uh, everything is more expensive now. We know. You know. It's it's crazy right now. Um, I think the big backlash here is like, to me, like, you know, I will I will defend them in, this, in the sense of like, yeah, technically it costs, like, they are making a profit on what it costs to build a PlayStation five, but they're still losing money on the shipping. The, the, the most expensive part about the PS five isn't the building part of it. It's the shipping part of it. Now, uh, shipping containers, you've seen like Nintendo just announced they cut, um, the box size down of a switch down 20% mm-hmm. so they can fit more than switches on a, a shipping canister. Like right. that's literally what they're doing. Um, so I'll defend that part. Well, yeah, like they're literally they're make they're they're making a profit on that end, but it's like to box it, to ship it, and then the cut that like Walmart and Amazon get from selling it, they are still losing money on that, and that's before you count you know inflation and shit like that on top of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's when everybody else, it's, it's like the shipping cost thing is usually just the cost that companies 
what do you, we saw this during like the recession. We saw this, um, we, we see this where it's like, you know, Hey, it's cost more money to do this thing. Or like, you know, and people just aren't, you know, we're not going to see that. We don't like, okay, they're going to eat that cost. Cause the point of the, the consoles are a lot of times, unless you're Nintendo, you, it's a, you don't make a profit off selling the console, but you make the money off of selling the games for the console. That's where the profit comes from. Look at the steam deck. That thing is selling for like 500 bucks. Yep. Which is crazy expensive for a lot of people. I understand that, but that thing is like a, a eight to $1,100 fucking piece of material. But they're they're willing to eat that cost because you're going to spend that money probably three times amount on buying games for the Steam. Now, now you're in the Steam universe. Um, same thing with PlayStation. Like you now, you buy a PS5. Cool, they lost some money on it, but you buy a couple games. Boom, you've you're they've made a profit off of you. Uh, that goes into before you buy PS Plus or you buy extra controllers or whatever. Um, like I get it. Business wise, super smart move because you want to know why they are kicking Xbox's ass in all of those countries. They are the dominant. I mean, not including Nintendo, just this is a PlayStation Xbox comparison here. They are the dominant console in those markets. So they're going to raise those prices because, well, A, you can't find one. And B, it's like, well, it's only 10% more. If you have a chance to buy it, are you really like if you spend if you've been trying to get one for two years now, are you really not going to try to get one now? Nine ninety five percent of people probably are just going to keep buy one anyways. There's going to be more upset about it. Uh, it's just a matter of like they are burning some goodwill on you on that. That's what it is. And it's like, you know, like, hey, can we make some more money but burn some goodwill? Yeah, fuck it. Like we just saw this with Nintendo, I, which I thought was hilarious. Nintendo and Xbox said we are we are no plans to raise our prices. We just watched Nintendo a smart PR move on that part to announce. Yeah, that I mean, but, it, but it's an easy win because like no, we're not gonna do that. But it's like it's like it's an easy win on the on the half. But it's like we just literally watched Nintendo last year backdoor their way into a price increase of the Nintendo Switch with the OLED. That's true too. They like the the console is cheaper than ever to make. They added a, I believe what came out to be about a $9 piece of material. Mm-hmm. And then they increased the price 50 bucks. It's like they backdoored well, right, their way right. into a price increase. But hey, they know, you know what? They know people are going to buy it. And that's, that's the end of it. And I, I understand it. And I, I don't like it. I bitched at the time. But I thought it was kind of a shit, bullshit thing to do. But you know what? They burned some goodwill and people bought it anyways. And pe- people are just fans of the thing. And like... Um, I was literally talking to Justin about about this today, where it's like, if you love something enough, you will give you will like kind of push it aside because you like that thing. Um, I was talking, you know, we were talking about like, um, this is a really shitty analogy here, but like uh, Deshaun Watson, who is a piece of shit human being, uh, who's being over thirty women have accused him of sexual assault uh, and rape. And, but he is a quarterback in the NFL. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but uh, he plays for the Cleveland Browns. Now he got just traded a couple months ago from the Texans to the Cleveland Browns. And a lot of, now, now I'm not going to say it, the vast majority, but there are a good chunk of people that are Cleveland Brown fans that all of a sudden they love Deshaun Watson because you want to know why? Cause he's a quarterback for the team they love. 
and they will forgive these things because of that obviously this is apples and oranges we're talking about sexual assault compared to raising the prices but it's the the analogy still kind of works in a really sick twisted way where if you love the thing you're just going to do it anyways you know like if they did it to us here and i still want a ps5 i would still buy it i'm going to bitch about it more but i'm still going to buy it um and i'm not defending it whatsoever i think it's horseshit uh, and it, I completely agree with you. I've been talking about this for the last couple of years. And this is like someone for me that is of like the big three, um, probably PlayStation first, the last eight years since really the end of 2013. Um, when the PS4 came out, uh, you know, we're like, that's been the PlayStation has been my main console for since then. Uh, we're coming up on nine years now. And, you know, I'll, def- I, I will, I, I try to like be balanced about this, you know? Uh, but yeah, like it's, it's horseshit. And I talk about this where it's like, they did like all like, Oh, it's for the gamers. They did the cool shit with the, you know, with like, here's how you share games. They hand the game over to somebody else. Like I was literally thinking about this the other day where when we had Andrew house, we had Shuya Yoshida who's still there, but he got demoted. We had Andrew house get kicked out essentially forced out. And then we got Jim Ryan take over the last few years. It just seems like I've, I've, and I've been, I've been saying this is, is that arrogant Sony has come back and all three big, all three console makers are guilty of it. Nintendo has been arrogant with the 3ds when they launched it way overpriced with no games. Mm-hmm. We look at the Wii U launching that, not reading the market uh, and putting it out for $400. Uh, you look at the Xbox with the Xbox One. We know how that went. Yep. You know, we don't need to go over that again. PS3. They all do it. They all get arrogant. They think they can do this thing. Cyberpunk. We're the people that made... We made, we made Witcher 3. We can put Cyberpunk. It'll be fine. We, we, Cyberpunk will be fine. People will get over it. No, they didn't. Same thing with, with Bioware. We made Mass Effect. We People aren't getting mad about Andromeda. Yeah, we were. Um, you know, people get arrogant. Um Companies get arrogant and they think they can get away with, th- with things because of past precedent. Uh, and they can to a certain extent, but eventually that wears thin. And I feel like we're in a weird state right now with PlayStation. And I've been saying this of like, we're hearing about they're making like they have over a dozen live surface games in development right now. Uh, they're, they're really focused. They're making a gravity rush TV show and a days gone movie. We won't make we won't make new games, but we're gonna make movies and TV shows based off these IPs. We're bringing back a we're bringing back Twisted Metal. We're gonna try that again for some reason, even though we haven't made a good one in twenty years, probably longer. Um, and there's also a Peacock TV show coming out next year, by the way. Um, I don't, yeah, like, and maybe I don't know. So I mean, we're in that weird spot too, where like God of War Ragnarok's coming out soon. And then we all we have is like Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine on the horizon to look at. And those are probably, uh, you know, 12 months to longer away. So we don't really know what else is coming from them. When we're Xbox, we have everything we know is coming from them. Uh, Nintendo, we don't have Breath of the Wild 2 coming next year. But uh, yeah, it's just hard to like, what the fuck else is coming? Um, but yeah, like, it's bullshit. And it's shitty. And like the way, like, I, I doubt Jim Ryan wrote that blog post. But his name is on it, so you're going to take the heat for it. Uh, but he constantly, like, whenever he speaks, he's just he's just bad at it. And whoever is the person that whose publicist is, 
that like writes these lines for him, who writes these blog posts, you need to find a better job <laughs> because you're not good at it because it's just every time, you know, we, we saw this last year with our earlier this year when they made these promises about like, you can upgrade to the next, the PS five game for PS four, PS five with these cross gen games like Gran Turismo and God of uh, God of war and horizon for free. And then they tried to like, go back on it with horizon where they're like, they tried charging us $10 more. And like you said, if they did that, they pulled this shit in the United States. We're going to be very vocal about it. And we were very vocal about it. And the, literally the next day they went back on it with horizon and Gran Turismo. And also um, in regards to let's go ahead and say with the whole Xbox Live increase, price increase and stuff, that barely lasted a day until they went back on that yeah. because of how much vocal outlash there was in regards to yeah. that movement of itself. But yeah, that was uh, a that was an American driven thing. Yeah. Exactly. But in closing and stuff, this is a I honestly feel this is a honest to God misstep on Sony's part that's gonna bite them in the ass long term because this is definitely something that some people will take as a bridge burning element where this will affect their purchase. And there have there, I would not doubt if there's people out there that have at been waiting all this time to get a PlayStation five, see this price hike and stuff. You know what? Fuck it. I'm out. I'm going to get like a series S or I'm just going to go stick with PC and then just have a switch like some other people have, yeah. you know, but at the, in a, at in closing in this regard, you know, it's like, this couldn't have came at a much worse time as this has, you know, and the way the thing was stated, you know, it just really seemed incredibly greedy. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we, we get it. The like corporations are greedy. We like that. We like to love them. We like that they care about us, but they don't. Um, but yeah. I like, uh, yeah, I like everything you said, Gables, I pretty much agree with. And, uh, I don't know. it just sucks. I don't, I don't think this will be the thing that like, I'm not, if the switch like a my raid a different reason so yeah. i think it's just one of those reasons this is a but this is a big notch you know we yeah. just dealt with this like you said like we we're just talking about the horizon thing um i had another example in there i was i was gonna i had i had like multiple examples i totally was ready for this conversation i lost it um but then you know we have the psvr too like what the fuck's going on like what's that gonna cost you know like um it's just there's a tide there's a tide that feels like it's turning um and i feel yeah, like you said like i feel this will just yeah this is just one more gust of wind pushing that tide into a different direction um and if it happens this is going to be one of the things we look at as maybe not the reason but one of the reasons mm-hmm. so but moving on gables to some what's us some more exciting news okay we got a new fucking pokemon um salazar Cycles are? Oh, that's right. The whole tr- Pokemon trailer. Yeah, yeah. We actually got a competitive Pokemon trailer around the time that the Pokemon World Finals was wrapping up. And uh, there was one new Pokemon that was revealed, and that was like Cyclozar or something like that. It yeah. quintessentially looks like it's a uh, pre-evolutionary form of like the leg- like one of the two legendaries, you know. It definitely does feel give off that vibe and stuff. It, I think it's kind of funny because it, it definitely looks like a little motorcycle, little motorbike and stuff, and that's why people are just putting two and two together. But pretty much what came out of that is like they're the typing of it, Dragon Normal type. It's actually fairly decent typing. I think uh, previous Pokemon had it. There's like one other previous Pokemon that had that typing. I think it was Drampa that whole Pokemon that was introduced in the Alola region and stuff. But the talking point when that Pokemon was revealed, I'm talking about like the, the bicycle Pokemon, like <laughs> Cyclozar or something. 
he has this move that uh, quintessentially works like like a substitute. It, this, this ability is really weird. It's like when he comes in and stuff, he creates a substitute, but yet he takes away half of his HP. He switches out kind of like how a U-turn would be like the bug move U-turn or like a sort of like a bolt switch and stuff where you do something and then you go back to the Pokeball and stuff and switch into another Pokemon. So, yeah, it basically creates a substitute for another Pokemon and stuff. So when Cyclozar switches out, the Pokemon gets that substitute on top of, like, whatever they got, which, inside of competitive play, that can lead to some pretty interesting moments and can be and can be abusable on the right type of Pokemon. But let me tell you something, the whole terastalizing, the whole terastalizing thing, you know, we saw a little bit more of that in this trailer as well, and uh, it did have some interesting introductions in regards to what types you could potentially change your Pokemon. I think the example they were giving was with Tyranitar and get this terrestrializing like thing of like a ghost type, which that's fairly important because that blocks against Tyranitar's natural weakness, which is against fighting type Pokemon. Considering, I think it's got like a, I think now that I think about it, it's quad weak to fighting type moves. So that's quintessentially a big up type of thing in competitive play. Because if like a Pokemon like Tyranitar that's, a pretty damn good Pokemon, and it has been in past generations in competitive play, gets a an element to where they can just switch their typing of some based upon what's available and stuff. Yeah, that could potentially be a huge type of momentum shift in regards to the whole competitive landscape of uh, the Pokemon games. But yeah, that was pretty much like the major things that were introduced in this trailer. It wasn't fairly long at all. It was like about, God, what, like about five? Like, yeah. Like around a five minute trailer. But from what I saw, yeah. it was fairly interesting. But yet, as far as any other information after that or from potential leaks, I really haven't been looking into. I think I stated, like, in the past yeah. couple, maybe the past couple weeks or so like that, that I'm not interested in looking at more spoiler stuff. Because I already know the full game is probably already leaked online somewhere and stuff. And quite honestly, I'm going to save some bit of surprises up until I start playing that game in November. And, yeah. uh at the same point, you know, it's like I'd much rather would find out either by Nintendo introducing it through their release, like the, the trailers and stuff leading up to the game. And quite honestly, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of fun watching that trailer. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, so they said that, though, that the this you'll get this guy at the you'll receive him at the start of the game. OK, and this is where this will replace the bikes entirely. They did say that Seclazar oh, um, okay. was a part of the leaks. Okay. Um, so I know Gables, you don't want to know it. I'm not going to spoil it for people that that want to that want to keep it private for them, um, like Gables. But uh, yeah, he was very much part of the leaks. Um, okay. I, I've been, I kind of deep dived into some of the main stuff out there. So uh, there are some. If you want, like, a, if you want, if you are interested in jumping into like a deep dive of the leaks, uh, go to the Game Explain. They did like a really a guy did like a really good like 12 minute video. Uh, deep diving into pretty much all the leaks out there. Yeah, there's, in that. it's pretty um, much like Game Explain, like multiple different YouTubers that are covering all the various leaks that are coming out, like A-Drive mm -hmm. or Tyranitar Tube or like freaking, yeah. oh, Austin John plays and stuff. Just all these different people, even like Birdkeeper Toby and like stuff. There's there's a plethora of Pokemon YouTubers that you can go forth and get some of these spoiler informations from. But Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you said Birdkeeper Toby and I'm yeah. immediately angry and I don't know why. Well, that's the thing. He named himself after his YouTube. He named it after like a, uh, well, the poke. There's like a trainer inside of uh, the Gen Two games called Birdkeeper Toby. 
Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, I'm just. I don't know that guy. I don't know anything about him. He seems like a nice guy. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> He's an incredibly uh, chill dude, though. He's pretty nice. <laughs> I don't know. His name was Toby. Uh, yeah. uh, but moving on, Gables. We got some other news this week. Yeah. Uh, Game Awards. Uh, it's taking place December eighth. We have a date. It'll be live in person, so that's pretty cool. Uh, PSVR two was coming early twenty twenty three. Destiny two Lightfall Gables coming out February twenty eighth, and Gables. Mm. Destiny, Guardians, in motherfucking Fortnite. <laughs> Huh? Yes, yes. I, I, I saw huh? coming into, but at the same point, I wanted to talk a little bit about Lightfall and stuff like that. It looks, it looks fairly interesting. It has like a new world. That's like a new, different types of subset species. And goddamn it, that face. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, probably extra life. We'll try Fortnite with you. Okay. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I understand. You want me to play Fortnite with you, and that's fine. That's fine. We'll make it up. We'll make it happen during the whole extra life stuff. <laughs> all right, I'm holding you to it. Oh yeah, you know this won't be Resident Evil Six all over again. I promise. Uh, no, no, this is not going to be Resident Evil Six. No, but are you excited for Lightfall though? Well, yeah, honestly, I am excited for Lightfall because of the different things that were introduced inside the trailer. That fucking thing that they showcase that new species or some or whatever the hell that the thumbnail that they put that thing looks so fucking unsettling <laughs> oh yeah but uh there's a new explorable world neptune i think it was based upon like neptune or whatsoever. Yep, neptune, which is weird gables because i'm gonna be a space nerd here for a minute yeah neptune is a fucking gas giant there's yeah. no surface in neptune it is a fucking ball of gas I don't know why they did it like that, but at the same point... Unless it's like a, a, a moon of Neptune. I'll allow that. Oh, probably is like a... I'm not too sure in and of its entirety of how that fucking thing is going to be working. The pressure Neptune. of Neptune will literally crush us into nothing! Okay, I'm sorry. I understand I'll... from that point of view. Don't get mad at me about it! I didn't make it! <laughs> this is bullshit! <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting mad about a game with the giant egg in the sky. I'll Go tell ahead. you what, though. What's fascinating about it, it's releasing February of uh, next year. 28th. Yeah. And that's fairly yeah. soon, considering that, uh, you know, the whole freaking Lich Queen thing. Oh, yeah. Witch Queen. Yeah, the whole Witch Queen thing <laughs> released earlier on this week. I, I don't know why I was thinking... Oh, I mixed up fucking Destiny 2 with World of Warcraft. God damn it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is a new low even for me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I still need to finish up on Witch Queen. I know I have a few friends that wouldn't mind tagging along with me and try to go through and finish up the story mission type of stuff. But Yeah. Did you buy it, the, the yes. Witch Queen? Yes. Okay. I do have right. I do have the expansion, but at the same oh, time, well, because it's free for this week, so I didn't know if you bought it. Yeah, I've I've already played that and stuff, and honestly, I think on this week, like they have the missions available for like Shadow Keep and like friggin' Beyond Light, and then like uh, the whole thing with Witch Queen and stuff. But it's one of those things where I haven't been really too much in the mood to play Destiny Two. I think I've played like I played like after buying that, I played like one day with my friends and stuff, and essentially I've been playing other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. So, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 
I need to, I need to go in and I'll probably buy it eventually. Which Queen's on sale? I might just pick it up and play it later. Um, it's probably gonna. It's you know what, Tyler. I will say this: there has been interesting improvements made upon that expansion, and from what I've been hearing and what I've played, though, it definitely seems like the best expansion that's come out for that yeah. game so far. I played the first mission that was like free with it. Oh. Um, that was kind of like the thing that kind of roped you into buying it. I liked it a lot. It's just uh, uh I just need to play it. Uh, but it's on sale. I was, it was like it was like because like I think it was like twenty. It's like twenty bucks or twenty five bucks. So I might just buy it. That's good. Um, and just play it later. Um, maybe save it for an extra life thing or something. I don't know. Uh, next up, though, PlayStation and Discord. So this is coming from Tom Henderson here, who is a pretty prominent leaker in the world of things. Right. Um, he's the one that initially leaked the date for Sonic Frontier. He leaked right. the PlayStation Pro, which we talked about months ago. Oh, goddamn. Um, right. He, uh, he is saying that PlayStation, sometimes there's a, the, so I'm in the beta for the PlayStation uh, upgrade that came out that has, like, the, the group and stuff. I can't talk about it because um, I'm really important. Uh, I just I can't talk about it because of the, I signed an NDA for that. Okay, okay. Um, but uh, it's fine. Uh, but um, I'm, I don't know about you like this. This is not a part of it. But apparently when that full-fledged update comes out, uh, you'll be able to use Discord huh. with PlayStation. So kind of like what Xbox said they're going to be doing. And that that's in like a, a beta thing right now. Um, oh, okay. I believe it's the 6.0 update is what it is. Uh, Discord will be integrated into PlayStation. So then, if you're playing, you know, when you're doing cross-platform games now, you can like, and they're on PC or an Xbox, and you're on PlayStation or whatever. Like, you can all talk to each other now, which that's fucking awesome. Well, yeah. Like, we talked about this with Xbox doing this. That's awesome. Uh, and I, I that's I hope this is true because I think that would be awesome. Um, but yeah. Um, next up, Dark Pictures Anthologies, uh, Devil in Me. I uh, got a release date finally coming November eighteenth. Um, you know, fortunately, there's nothing important coming out November eighteenth, right, Gables? <laughs> oh god! Oh, I'm not even gonna yeah. go and comment on that one. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is coming out that same fucking day because yeah. uh, uh, Dark Pictures Anthologies. Um, the name of the st- I can't. The name of the studios escaped me right now. Um, but apparently they hate me because they put a game out the same day. Fucking Pokemon's going out. Um, <laughs> and two weeks for Callisto Protocol. So, man, what the fuck? Uh, and I don't, we, uh, the, apparently, so I know there's there's always rumors out there on this shit. Uh, but this one seems a lot more realistic than the previous rumors. Okay. Um, apparently there's a Nintendo Direct and PlayStation event happening in September. You know what? I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, quite honestly, there's been so much speculation in regards to the next Nintendo Direct that at this point, I don't care as long. I'm not going to care until Nintendo actually goes forth and reveals it itself. But with the whole Sony stuff, it actually has been not only rumored heavily, but there have been instances where that is going to be happening September. So, yeah. And they usually do, so I've been saying forever, September 8th would be the day they would know. It's always the Thursday after Labor Day they do it. So, mm. Yeah, um, that has been a routine yeah. that has been going on for quite a while with this. So, honestly, it could be almost anything that they go yeah. forth. Yeah, so uh, a lot of the big leakers are saying this now, which is why um, right. I'm believing this one more. 
Uh, Jeff Grubb is now is confirming this as well that he's hearing it, okay. uh, and he's the only person out there that back in May he said there would not be a direct in June, like a big direct, like the E3 direct. Right. Uh, I know we technically got one in June, but not the big one we wanted. No, it was more like um, Pokemon stuff early June. Yeah, or maybe it was July. We had the third party one, but um, he said that instead we would get a bunch of small announcements throughout the summer. Which is exactly what happened. Every every week they had, you know, they announced a Kirby game. They announced a date for Bayonetta three. Absolutely. They, announced, they had they lost three. Yeah. So um, they did the Splatoon direct stuff like that. Um, so he's the only person that said that. So that once I heard him say that, uh, it makes me believe him. I, mean, I don't think he's ever like really. He's never. He, he doesn't say shit just for attention. He'll say shit when he like he he's pretty uh, positive about stuff. Right. Um, and he also said. That Gables, if you want Wind Waker and you want Twilight Princess, we shouldn't have to wait much longer. Huh. Yeah, he didn't say this year, but he said shouldn't be much longer. He's also been insisting for a while there's a Metroid Prime remake. Remaster. Happening yeah. this year, but yeah. at the same time. He, well, he said he initially, to be, uh, uh, he said that that's in the works. It's done. It's just a matter of when it comes out. Right. He did say though that he's assuming November. He did, did not confirm right. okay. November, uh, but the kind of people to kind of took the ball and ran with the November thing. Um, so I do want to protect him on that state that maybe he shouldn't have said the November thing. To be fair, but yeah. I get why he assumed that because it's the 20th anniversary of Metro Prime. But uh, right. I feel like at this point that's probably not going to be the case. Um, but Gables, what's up? What we've been playing? Okay. Um, I've only played a little bit of Fortnite. I'm chill. I'm just slowly stretching along, trying to get to the uh, unlock Darth Vader. I'm trying to get to love the the level ninety. I'm at sixty seven or something like that oh, right man. now. Uh, I'm getting close. Um, play more Madden. Still good. Uh, never gave up playing though this week. I've literally only played like the first hour of it. Midnight Fight Express. I've been looking right. for this game for a couple of years now. Um, it is the game that's made by one dude. Um, yes, he's a single father. Um, I can't remember what he's uh, like Sweden or something like that. Um, but uh, it is like a top-down like uh, no, like kind of like almost like it reminds me of like an old-school like uh arcade brawler game, right. but like top-down, but like like a faster-paced kind of game. I, it's badass. It, it gives you very much Hotline Miami vibes as well. Uh, it's like if they made if they made like a John Wick video game, this is what I want it to be. Oh, um, okay. Just fast paced, like you're just fucking people up. Um, very bloody, very gory. The the comedy is they do it's like it's not a funny game, but there's like some funny levity moments into it. Um, but basically, you're playing. Uh, like the story is very light, uh, but I don't need, for this game, I don't need a lot of story. Um, this is perfect for me. Um, just give me a reason to like do these things, and I'm all in. He is a sleeper agent. Um, so basically, like, you know, I, people don't know, like, back, you know, this is like a real thing they tried. I don't know if it's ever successful. Like, the government, like, governments try to, like, make normal citizens where, like, they train them to be, like, assassins. But, like, they use a, like, but they, they don't know this. And they just live their lives normally. But then you say, like, a weird phrase to them. And then all of a sudden it triggers a thing in their brain and they become, like, basically robots and they just become assassins for you and they lose like they don't have any control of what they're doing and that's kind of the idea of this where it's like um the city like crime has gone crazy in the city like people like mobs are like just taking over and shit's going crazy and 
a drone comes in, activates you, um, and you just start fucking murdering people. Uh, and it is awesome. It's on Game Pass. Uh, and Gable's what we call Game Pass. The best deal in gaming. You're goddamn right. I like the enthusiasm, enthusiasm on that one. Um, but, um, yeah, it's like, so you just like, you. it's just like you literally go to a room, a bunch of bad guys show up. And you like, there's so many cool fucking, like, you can, like, on, and you have, like, skill trees. You can lock, like, better, like, uh, moves you can do or more move sets or, like, you can, like, uh, counter stuff like that. And there's all these different types of enemies. There's enemies, like, they have the big guy. You, they have the guy that has, like, the, the little shield thing he uses. Like, right. literally, it's like a stop sign he uses. Um, and, like, you can pick up weapons. They break over time. Uh, there are guns in the game, but the guns, all you can, like, literally only use what's in the clip of the gun. The gun can fuck you up, though. Uh, if you get shot a couple times, it can, uh, drains your life uh, pretty quickly. Um, these, you, they do it like really cool. Is like the I was looking at the accessibility with like the difficulty options, uh, and you can really make that game as easy or as, as difficult as you want it to be in that game, which is awesome. I believe there's like you're basically just running through this entire thing in one night, and like you're cutting back and like you, like you're like talking to like the cops, and like you're telling them the story of what you're doing. Um, but it's all about just like, there's a bunch of bad guys trying to kill a bunch of bad guys. Uh, and it is just a fast paced fuck them up, uh, button masher game. Um, it is like, like a really, like a top down version of like streets of rage Four and shredder's revenge. To oh, me. wow. But super like just a lot of blood. <laughs> it's like, it is, it's just not family friendly, I guess is the way to put it <laughs> in that sense. Uh, so Gables, I think you would actually love this game. Okay. I really think you would. Uh, I've only played like the first, maybe like eight levels. I want to say, uh, but the levels are super short. They're like three to five minutes. Um, I think there's like, I think you can, I heard you could beat this game like four to six hours. So, oh, okay. uh, I, I didn't have, like, I didn't have a chance to play it during the week. Came out just like, I think on Tuesday. Uh, and then today was like this afternoon was the first time I had a chance to play it. So I only played it for like an hour, uh, but I want to play more of it so far. Uh, it's, it's hitting everything I want to be the music. Everything flows together so well. I'm really digging it. We've been playing Gables. All right. So I had an itch to want to play football. Right. And so it's mm-hmm. like, I went on to, I just happened to be on the switches eShop cause I was just looking at a bunch of different games. Like I generally end up doing, then I came across, you know, I started searching a little bit like on uh, Open Critic and stuff, you know. And, oh, there was this one game I remembered like off the cuff. It's like, okay, I've seen this game Retro Bull in the eShop. It's like, what the hell? Like, I type it in and stuff. It pops up for me, right? It's like, okay, it's got an 87 on Open Critic. It's like about six reviews or some of that. But it came out this February. And from what I understood, mm. this game was a mobile game. For a long while but i think this year it actually came out like on consoles well for what i've seen it's out on switch so it wasn't fairly expensive so i picked it up and stuff just wanted to see why it was rating so highly and stuff and uh i ended up incredibly liking this game now with retro bull you start off as like a head coach right you get to you went through and you choose your favorite team or choose whatever team and stuff like that and you have the option to wear you can just begin on, like, begin on your favorite team or just have, like, a random team or something like that that uh, you initially are the head coach of. So 
I spent a good part of this week playing a hell of a lot of Retro Bowl because the gameplay is fairly simple. So you basically play the offense only, right? There isn't a lot of, like, complexity in terms of the gameplay of itself. So how the gameplay works is when you're in the formation and stuff, you just move the, you know, like the left analog stick and stuff, and that pretty much hikes the ball. And uh, you use the right stick to try to aim to where you need to throw the ball, right? And so once you aim it and stuff like that, I think you just press, like, the... Uh, Things like the the A button or some of that sort, and you just launch the ball. You just toss, you pass the ball to either your receivers, or your tight end, or your running back, or whatsoever. So the gameplay in and of itself is relatively simple. It's simple but fun. But the main core of this game really is spent upon the building up of your team. Where when I started playing retro bowl i put essentially just wanted to start like okay i'm not gonna start as my favorite team i'm gonna go through the save fall and stuff and i'm gonna play through like uh the random team and the team i get placed upon was houston what's interesting about this it doesn't use any type of nfl licensings and stuff like that but you pretty much know that these are like nfl themed teams because they list the places and they have the same color of jerseys at the actual nfl teams and stuff like that but they're not referred to as like uh you know the actual nfl teams and stuff because of licensing issues but what's also kind of funny is when you go through to pick certain players like within a free agency or within the draft they have mixed they have like certain players names but they're not the actual say players names like, like for example it's like you're not going to see a player that's going to be named aaron Rodgers or something like that you're going to be seeing someone like okay um maybe he's going to be like ted rogers or like uh the Atlanta, the, the Atlanta team has got quarterback's name is Ryan Matt. That's a possibility. You know, it's it does a great job in terms of like mixing up like the names and stuff, so that way it's like you know it's an NFL team, but at the same time it's not. But uh let me tell you something though. You are tasked with not only help leveling up your team and stuff like that, but uh, the front office stuff you get to keep track of like expanding the stadium the training facilities the rehab facilities and stuff you want to get all those like leveled up like super fast and stuff like that because stadium refers to like increase more more fans coming into your stadium and stuff and that will like not only hyperize like uh their enthusiasm meter and stuff like that to wanting to come back and stuff or it just like uh, decreases the amount of like fan like backlash or something if you lose a game or something like that training facilities is pretty much like self-explanatory it helps you level up your players and stuff after each game rehab facilities is in terms of like help helping your players recover after like a certain game like for example if a player is out and injured for like about two games or something like that they'll come back like they'll come back quick i'm just saying because if you hardly ever level up the rehab stuff they'll maybe out maybe for five games and stuff and then it'll take a incredibly longer incredibly like a long time in order to get up to snuff but you could also hire and like fire like offensive and defensive coordinators and stuff i never had a chance really to experiment with a coach of either offense or defense coordinator that have like a specific ability and stuff like that because you begin with like a standard like half star like offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator and they don't have like any 
like traits or any type of major stuff, like you'll see some traits. It's like, okay, this this dude, it's like uh, he's a scout, and so he'll see actual like like how good certain players are in case like you're doing an NFL draft, you know, like doing like a draft for players and stuff. And you'll see, okay, this guy's a five star player. Yeah, we need to draft him, or oh, he's a two star player. You know, you avoid him at all costs. Now, oh, going on to this initial season and stuff with Houston and stuff. You start off with like the last game of the season, so like week 18 and stuff, and it's pretty much structured that you win that first game. That way it creates a lot more enthusiasm and stuff like for the fan base for the next season starts and rolls around. In that save file, I initially played five full seasons. I spent like two seasons, no, two or three seasons with Houston. And what's kind of hilarious about it is like during that time with the Houston team and stuff after every week you'll have like these supposed like free agents come to visit you I ended up doing the stupid thing and like I actually went through and signed one of like the like the players that were from free agency most of the time these guys' moods are terrible that's like another feature inside this game to where you have to level the morale of like the players and stuff like that like you'll be literally given choices to where Okay, such and such was found like uh, saying derogatory comments of like the opposing team or something like that. You have you have the option of either criticizing him and decreasing his morale or ignoring it, but decreasing the morale of your team. <laughs> so you're left with these type of scenarios to where you got to pick between one or like one option, or the other and stuff. But uh, oh, God, uh, there was there was a couple different options to kind of make me chuckle or stuff like that. This dude was pulled over because of an unknown substance and stuff like that. You want to... Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It goes there. He doesn't necessarily, like, state what, but at the same time, it just gives you that whole, that whole like, uh, scenario. It's like, okay, do I choose this way and just criticize, you know, like, uh, chew him out and stuff, find him or something like that, and decrease his morale to, like, a shitty setting, or should I just go forth and ignore it, and then the team just goes down as a result? So you have these yeah. type of choices. Like real life. Yes, exactly. It's it does have that sort of feature. It does have that sort of like real life sort of tendency, even though it's like like mm-hmm. almost like a tech mobile inspired like uh, football game, but essentially. But yeah, the most fun about that is like I did the bad decision of choosing a player from like free agency that just decided to visit your team and stuff. And throughout that entire season, he performed terribly, and he'd be constantly pissed off. And so. N- if you if you have a player that gets like to a toxic level of like behavior or something like that, you can't trade him off. You have to physically release him if you want to get rid of him. But uh, I've just learned out of the entire time that whenever that does happen and stuff, even if the players like sometimes the player will have like a bad mood or whatsoever and stuff, I just I just reject it <laughs> throughout the games. But then you'll have the occasional like, oh, this player is like scouted and stuff like that. And one of the coaches is like, yeah, this guy's pretty good, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. He's someone you can build up. He starts off with one star, but also he'll he has this potential of being like a four and a half star player or whatsoever. So it's it takes a little time, but you can also like do this and do that. So like I was stating before, played about two seasons with Houston, right? Got to the AFC championship game, but ended up losing it. But the funniest part about it is that as a head coach, I turned a bunch of heads from having a two-win team and turning them into a potential Super Bowl contender. And so after the season ended, 
you get interest from a bunch of different teams, like from the AFC or the NFC. And uh, as soon as the second season ended, I had a whole bunch of different options and stuff like that. And so I wanted to go to the NFC and see how that one performed. So the there were a couple of teams that are available, but the one that I did choose was the New Orleans Saints because all the other ones were like unavailable in that regards. But uh, what's hilarious about it is I spent three seasons playing in New Orleans and stuff like that. I actually get to – I get through the playoffs and stuff, and I play in the – they their version of the Super Bowl. They call the Retro Bowl, right? And funnily enough, I face off against my old team in Houston <laughs> that I was a head coach of. So out of the blue, it's like I'm facing off against my previous team that I was a head coach of. And this is just random, you know? It's like I could not have asked for something better. And I end up winning with a last-minute touchdown. And that type of feeling that it gives you that satisfaction to where if you have it on a dynamic setting, it basically – the difficulty spikes up due to how good you are doing in the game. So, for example, the first couple of games, I was completely dominating because I had a little prior experience to playing these type of football games. But then I would lose a couple of different games by stupid decisions. Like, I would throw it to a receiver, and it was not accurate enough, and it would just get intercepted or something like that. I've had pick sixes. I mean, I've had games where I'd miss, I'd lose because of a missed field goal because of, like, how... The field goal system is, is like, it's just a moving arrow, like up and down and stuff, like throughout a little gap. And you have to match it in between the gap in order to do a good kick. <laughs> and there's actually possibilities to where if you are even slightly to the left or right, you get to, to donk it off the damn pole. It's either good or bad. But uh, Retro Bowl is a game I would definitely recommend for somebody that wants an alternative to Madden, but they, even though if there's, like, no other type of, like, any other type of, like, NFL options and stuff, this is, like, probably one of my favorite games of the year so far, because this is, it scratched an itch. How much is it? I'm not entirely too sure, Tyler, but I think, I think it's, like, under $10. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. It was on, it it was on sale, but I'm not sure of the price of it right now. That sale could have possibly ended, but... I gotta say, man, it did release this year on the Nintendo Switch's eShop, and quite honestly, I think this is a game that you would enjoy, because for one, it's simple in terms of gameplay, it's not too complicated to understand stuff, you're only controlling the offense, I mean, you're not doing, like, defensive type of stuff, but there is kickoff returns, you can switch them off if you don't like them, but, uh, yeah, I really had a fun time playing this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's five dollars yeah okay so yeah it's five dollars yeah it's definitely definitely worth trying especially if you're looking for a fun football game to play right now that's that there's that but i did have a chance to play a little bit of this like the splat fest this morning like you had mentioned you played about two games i think i played like about four because i i wanted i knew i wasn't going to get a lot of time playing through the splat fest and stuff so i wanted to try the new weapons so for this first two matches, I played with a Splatana, and then the last two matches, I played with that Compound Bow. Let me tell you something, Tyler. That Katana is actually pretty damn fun to play, because you're just doing quick swipes and stuff like that, and I did it to an aspect to where I would have get into a little rhythm where i do a little bit of quick swipes, and then I would just 
just go around squid form and then all of a sudden that's like i would charge it has like a little camouflage feature when you're on top of your ink when you're trying to charge because you'll pop out of the ink thing that you're going through you'll charge it and stuff and then you can go through and like just do like a big old slash and there's like a big old trail of ink that lead across and stuff i played a couple matches with that you know those matches didn't go entirely all too well because of uh it was kind of uneven in terms of like some of the difficulty stuff like uh the first match was more balanced it was like off by maybe two percent i think i lost by about two percent and then the second matchup i had a team that was matched up with where we were just completely dominated. I think I was the only one that was legitimately going through and trying to cover the back area of the damn thing, but yet all four members of the opposing team pretty much got through and was like completely like just were working great together. Downside of doing a demo is like you just kind of get stuck with people that don't know how to play the game. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's probably some of them it's probably their first time and others is they've been playing like thousands of hours on like Splatoon 2. Yeah. But uh thousands of hours of online testing. <laughs> oh yes. But uh the last two matches I had a chance to play with that compound bow, I really liked playing that bow. I mean granted I like playing archer classes inside of games like Destiny 2 because it's like that precision that type of thing and stuff like that. What I was doing though there's this new mechanic inside of Splatoon 3 to where if you're in squid form and you're swimming around the ink, you can do like a quick turn, like a quick like uh, – I compare this to how you do like a side jump like in Mario 64 to where you can you go in one direction and then you quickly go in the other direction with a button combo and the squid will basically do like a twirl and stuff or repel like, like ink shots like towards you and stuff. So I was using that type of like technique on top of like uh, firing shots of the arrows, and I actually won two games with. I think I actually won two games with like that bow and arrow and stuff like that alongside my team. And let me tell you something: the last win that we did, act, I actually did end up getting with my team, was like about by point nine percent. Nice. <laughs> it was so cool because all throughout that match and stuff, it's like my teammates were focused upon capturing the center portion of the map which by the way both those maps they were fine you know they weren't like incredibly broken or they weren't incredibly like complicated or something but i focused upon like covering around like the base and then all of a sudden just just jumping out from an ink puddle just doing a quick shot and then charging shots and stuff to where when i charge a shot while and then jump and stuff You'll fire the three bo- like the bone arrow things like like uh, vertically and stuff like that. But if you're on the ground and charge, they'll do like horizontally, and you have like two forms of charge and stuff in order to do like cluster bombs and this and that. But they were pretty fun, and I quite honestly, after playing those games, I really feel excited about playing Splatoon three because it feels mm-hmm. different enough for me to where I did play my fair share of Splatoon two, went through that campaign, played a bit of the online matches and stuff, and then I tried playing Splatoon 3's Splatfest and stuff, and I feel like there's enough variety and enough things I want to try out to where, God, I'm so excited. A couple weeks from now, I'm going to be playing some Splatoon 3. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah, like I said, I want to play a couple games. Um, I mean, like, I liked it. It's good. I I think if you want more Splatoon, this is is definitely going to scratch that itch. Absolutely. Um, And I I was looking at that weird thing that that, that, um, Direct we had a couple weeks ago for Splatoon, like, I'm really excited for more Splatoon, and I played this, and um, I liked it. Like you know, like definitely, but like I feel like that's kind of scratchy for me. I don't know if it's gonna be like a, a day one buy for me. I feel like right. it's kind of like 
it's kind of like playing the Splatfest is kind of like when your when your ex your ex messages you with the you up. Uh-huh. You know, and you're just like you get you see the and you're like, "Well, maybe I am up." Cuz we all know what the you up means. <laughs> like, do I respond with "Hell yeah?" Or do I go in the bathroom and and work one out and like, "You know what? Maybe I am asleep." <laughs> You know, and I feel like, uh, you know what, maybe I am asleep, Gables. Um, you know, well, I'm not sold. I'm not completely, like, out on this game. But, like, I'm definitely, uh, there's nothing I have negative to say about this. Well, yeah. It's just a matter of if you want you want more of this. And it's just like, yeah, it comes down to, like, if this is a game, if, I feel like, I don't know if I'm going to pick it up that weekend on September 9th. But, like, I could see if, like, if there's a. You and stuff like that. Like I have people I can regularly play this with. I would. I will, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Then. Yeah. But if this is nice. gonna be a game where it's just gonna be like cool, I'm gonna play it for like we're all playing it for a week. We play the we play through the camp, the campaign. The campaign's fine or it's fun, and then we, we dabble on the on the online, and then we never play it again. Then I'm like, well, that's, yeah, that's kind of a waste of sixty bucks. Is the way I'm gonna look at it. So. Oh, by the way, I chose Team Scissors. <laughs> With big man stuff like that, I'm like, you know, that's I'm the only option I'm gonna go with. <laughs> it's the only option. So it's the only option. It's the only. It's so scissors. Cool. You just all deck down all the red stuff and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. Did you did you scissor big stand? <laughs> oh my gosh! But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what though. There is one thing I will do when Splatoon three does come out. I'm turning off all the community like messages and stuff like that because I got tired oh, yeah. of reading that bullshit like after a couple minutes. Yeah, I I can get that. It, it definitely sometimes it's pretty funny. Sometimes it's not though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for us, Gables. Um, if you're listening, if you listen to all this, you're still here with us. Appreciate it. Like I said, top of the show. Please like, follow, subscribe, do all that. Look in the show notes. Uh, find us in all the other places that you're on: Twitter, Twitch, uh, Facebook. YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're on those. Please like, follow, subscribe. Extra Life down there as well. Please uh, check that out. Um, but until next time, I was Tyler. I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, find some games that you really love to play. And, of course, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And, uh, hey, Gables? Yeah. Scissor me, daddy ass. <laughs> I don't even know how to reply to that. (laughs) Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya. (laughs)